Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me for a return visit is our dear friend, Coach Mary Lou. She is our Ohio Realtors coach. She is a broker down in the Cincinnati area and a fellow member of the Ohio Realtors family. Mary Lou, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Allison. It's so good to be here with you again. Yes, it's so great to have you on for another visit. I know your episodes are so popular. Um, Everyone loves you, and it's always a joy to get to talk to you and have you on the show. And today we are going to talk about a little bit of John President John Mangus's theme this year, which was many roles, one mission, and really what that means. And and we're going to break it down because there's kind of two parts of that. And you did such a good job. Mary Lou in our magazine that went out um, over the summer and talking about this and really breaking it down. What did you kind of like about this theme and what drew you to kind of exploring it and um, really making sense of what it meant for you? What, What did you enjoy about that? It's been delightful working with John for one, because he, he has had a really clear vision of what he wants to do. So One of the things that I do with the president-elect, so back when he was president-elect, is to help them with their initiatives, you know, what they want to do for the year, what's important for them. And he really zoomed in on a couple of things that were important to him. And I love that because a lot of times when I'm working with a president-elect, they don't have that clarity. So... I I definitely want to give some kudos to John there because it just made things go beautifully. And both of his main initiatives are well in the works, one with teams, working with teams, and the other with dual agency. So there were pegs that were formed and work is being done looking at all of that. So I love that. But, (laughs) or and I should say, I always in that particular edition of the magazine, look at the president's theme and how we can kind of extrapolate what else might be there. And what came to mind for me with that was the idea of purpose, really, that I have so many times had conversations with coaching clients about, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know you know, I've got all these roles and I've got all these things that I do, but what is my purpose? That is like one of those big life questions, right? I mean, it's something we all think about, right? And all want to know. And it's always, you know, that like when you go to bed at the end of the day and wake up in the morning, it's like, what what am I doing? Why am I getting out of bed? You know, what am I doing today to really like fulfill that? And John kind of hit that, you know, I don't know if that was his plan is to kind of make this the focus, um, you know, when he came up with this theme last year, but that's kind of what it came down to be is 
this role of purpose and what it means. And there's kind of two separate parts. There's the roles part and the mission part. And you describe both really greatly in in your article. But I kind of want to start with roles. And you hit you hit on it when when you were just explaining a little bit about um, our purpose and things like that. But what are the different roles we play and what do they mean to our life? And I know in the article you talk a little bit too about roles that we like, roles that we don't like, but what what are those roles that we play and, and how do they affect our life? So we've all got so many, right? I mean, we are sons, daughters, moms, dads, spouses. I, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And to me, I like to think of it in terms of quality as opposed to quantity. Because, I mean, we could continue on with a, a really long list, right? I mean, it could just go on and on. We're, we're this, we're that, we do this, we do that. How do we have the attention? How do we put that juice into these roles so that each can be as vibrant as they can possibly be? Oh, I think that's so important. And because, you know, as we're saying, you have certain roles you like, more than others, but those roles that you necessarily might not enjoy as much as the others are still important and still deserve that attention. Is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And there are some roles that are optional. Mm. I mean, there are some not, but some we we take on because oftentimes we think we should. I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> I know everybody can't see me, but that whole idea of well, I should do this. You know, maybe it's about I should chair a committee. And I would encourage people as they choose new roles that are optional to really think about why. And I love to play with I, that idea of should because it's it's big. And I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I don't and know we, if we have, but let's let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that too. Because you're right. Like there's so much power in that word, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many, many years ago, I was at a workshop and one of my, and I'm going to date myself here and I realized that, but one of my friends that was also there had a little cassette tape with this song on it. Don't should on me and I won't should on you. Uh. <laughs> and it really, that was like, wow, that is so true. And that song is still out there. If you Google it, it is a country song. Of course, it's a country song. <laughs> really being able to look from that perspective. So maybe there is, I mean, I use the role of a chair. Just know why you're doing what you're doing. What's important about that? Or are you doing it because you think it's going to look good? on your, not really your resume, but look good in your credentials or, you know, whatever that is. And one of the the things I work with people on is having this, you can write it out. I should fill in the blank. So we'll use that same example. I should chair this committee, for example. And then the next question is, or statement, I should chair this committee because So why should you? Should. We're still shoulding, right? And then end it with what I want is. And those need to match. 
what you want should, should, (laughs) yeah, you see how easy it is to do. It needs to be the same as that should. So it's a, it's an easy way to kind of make that clarification for yourself. Why am I doing what I'm doing? We are living in a world of overcommitment right now. People are stretched to the max and taking on roles that you may not need to take on is something to look at. Just because you think you should, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. No, I think I think that's so true. And I think we all need to do a better job at learning to to say no. And I heard this advice and, and it, it really resonated with me. And it was if someone asked you to do something and your instant answer isn't yes, then you need to give it some time to respond before you give that person an answer. And I was just like, that is so true. Because you get asked something and and you feel bad. You feel like you should do something. So you say, sure, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, and then you you dread it, you regret it in your head and you're like, oh, why did I say that? I don't really want to do that, you know? Exactly, Yeah. exactly. And I would I would even say, even if it feels like a yes, to hit the pause button. Mm. Yes. And you don't have, you don't owe somebody an answer instantly when they ask you to do something, right? And I think that's another thing. We are so trained to respond and everything's in real time and everything's so quick. We're so trained to respond quickly. And and sometimes like we, it's okay to give it a day or two to say, hey, can I think about it and get back to you in a day or two? Like that's totally okay, right? Oh, hundred percent. I would tighten it up a little bit. Can I get back to you? No later than, boom. Yeah. So that's back to those agreements. We're kind of all over the place today, but these are all <laughs> It's all good and you know that's what I love about having you on is like we we come up with a topic and what we want to talk about and then we just kind of roll, you know, we just we just go with the flow and that's that's just what I love about having you on. But to stay on track with the many roles one mission and the purpose. I want to go back to this because so much of this idea of purpose we can get from our roles, right? And we can find them in our roles. How do we how do we find purpose in our roles? Well, that's a really great question. I'm going to answer it a little bit differently because one of the the things that was presented to me years ago was this idea of having a single life purpose. And that single life purpose being finding joy. So, I mean, if you think about it, If that is our purpose, then it's going to kind of bleed over into work, home, everything, as opposed to my purpose is saving the world. (laughs) My purpose is, right? It's big, it's broad, but yet it permeates everything. Yeah. And you can boil it down into um, easier, simpler goals and ways to achieve that, right? Which I think is is really great about using using that line. And then we also talk about mission too, a mission and purpose. Are those the same? Are they different? I know they kind of like theoretically maybe sound similar, but are they the same or are they different? And if they're different, what's what's the difference between those two? Well, do they feel the same to you? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I think, you know, when you when you first think purpose and mission, you can see kind of how they would be similar, but I don't think they are exactly the same. So for me, when I think about it, mission feels more action yes. based. Yes. Where purpose feels more broad. Yes. And that's just me. You know, I'm asking you that question and I would I would ask whoever's listening that question. Yeah. Does it feel different? And does it matter? 
True. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we kind of wrangle with this idea of mission and purpose and and what it brings to our life. Tell us a little bit about kind of what that means in our day-to-day lives and how we can kind of live that mission purpose, how we can kind of live that in our day-to-day lives. Let's go with this idea of finding joy. Can we do that? Just imagine that that is why we're here. What if that it, it were just that simple? And I'm saying it's just that simple, knowing full well that it's not just that simple. This is something that people bump up against all the time. Well, how can I be joyful when this is happening? So, you know, I've got a coaching client right now that is going through cancer and it's very challenging to be able to look at that purpose of finding joy in everything when you are having challenging situations. One of the uh, ways that I like to play with this, and again, it's kind of laughable now, uh, I use the analogy of a savings account and making deposits and taking out withdrawals. Now, I have been told countless times, your savings accounts really don't do much for you anymore. And that's true. But the idea of it still works. So what are you individually doing on a day-to-day basis to make the types of deposits that will bring you joy? I love that analogy. It's, it's so easy to visualize. And you talk about transactions, you know, coming in and out of your different accounts. Are you making withdrawals? Are you What are those transactions looking like? And you explain in the article that there's a lot of withdrawals in our bank accounts. <laughs> We're spending a lot. <laughs> Definitely. If it's something that you're paying attention to, which I would really love for each of you to do as you're listening to this, when are you making a deposit? What does a deposit look like? This to me, because you and I always have such a great time doing this, this is a deposit, right? It is. If I hated this and I was like, oh my God, I've got to talk to Allison. (laughs) And I still did it. That would be a withdrawal. So where's the energy going out? Where is the energy coming in? And it's so important to make sure there's energy coming in. Oh, huge. And we can we spend so much time withdrawing that we almost don't even know that our bank account's at zero, right? It like happens overnight. How can we do a better job of making those deposits and, and knowing when bank account's getting a little low, it's time to, you know, get a paycheck in there. What do we, how can we, be more aware of of when we're getting low and, and having a lot of those withdrawals and making sure that we don't get to that point where we're at zero. A, I would suggest that people actually track it so they get into the the habit of it. Do a register. Here's my here's my deposits. Here's my withdrawals. You will be able to see clearly. But a, another way is by knowing how you feel at any point in time. And that is not something we are trained to do. We are so, as a society, so out there. This is happening out there and, you know, whatever it is, and not paying attention to what's actually happening within ourselves. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training 
that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. You're right, we're just wired into just moving along and going along with emotions that we don't even really have time to notice how we're feeling in a certain situation. And that can really cause a lot of, you know, stress on, on the on the back end of things if we're getting so caught up in just getting through the day that we don't even we're not even processing our own feelings and thoughts. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I have coined a phrase, uh, I call it being addicted to mediocrity where so many people are, they're just putting one foot in front of the other. Oh, this is what I have to do. Oh, what do I have to do today? And that's why I love this idea of seeking those things that bring joy. There's a great question. How, how do I source my own joy? How do I source that? Because so many times we are in that place of, okay, well, I'll feel joy when dot, 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 whatever that is. Everybody's got their own end of the dots. Whenever we are looking outside of ourselves for that joy, we've got to remember that that's backwards. So if dot, 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 whatever that is, is going to bring you joy, how can you get yourself into that feeling place of joy first? And then it's a lot easier for all those things to happen. It's so true. And and you almost think of that statement, I will be happy when, you know, whatever, when I make this much amount of money or when, you know, I achieve, I live on this street and I'm, you know, in this, <laughs> you know what I mean? But really, yeah. you're just moving the goalposts because there's always going to be something else. Absolutely. So it's, you got made this much money and then now you're on to, well, I want this car. Well, you got this car now. Well, I want this car. And it's, it's just, there's always going to be something out there that is, if it's not one thing, you're going to come up with a different thing. So what you're saying is to really, like, there's always going to be something out there that that you're going to say, I will be happy once I get. But what you're kind of saying is like, that stuff's going to change and that's, you know, going to come and go. But what's really important is what you're doing on the inside. And, And how you're finding that within yourself. What are some ways that we can find that within ourselves and where should we really be focusing when we think about finding that joy within our own selves? So many of these things are simple, not necessarily easy, but are simple. And uh, one surefire way is through appreciation. And I love to play with this when I'm in a group and it's so interesting because people it's not that they don't have appreciation for things, but it doesn't land fully. It may be, oh yeah, this food is, yeah, this tastes good. I'm going to keep eating it. But what if you were able to, wow, like really fully appreciate the flavors. And it goes back to just, like you said, taking that time to do, to realize and notice that and check in with yourself because we're getting so caught up in the day-to-day and then going through the motions and running from this thing to this thing to this thing that we don't really take those chances to pause and appreciate it, you know, in the moment. And I think that's something we all can do. 
better with is like really just being in that present moment. Absolutely. Myself included. This is not, this is something that it's not just a concept. I mean, it needs to be in our awareness every day, all the time, what's happening and to know what that is. Am I feeling excited? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling scared? Whatever that is, knowing what you're feeling allows you to be fully present and in integrity with yourself. hundred percent. And, and I love, you know, when we think about gratitude and appreciation, and I've been trying to do a better job at this myself. And I find that when I do, when I do take that minute to say that was really awesome, or like, I like, how great is it that this, 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 and this is happening? And you smile more. Like when I think about and when I have my moments of gratitude throughout the day, I find myself finding joy and smiling and remembering these things and are just like, this is really cool. Or like this deserves to have more thought to it. And it's crazy the effects that really gratitude and appreciation can have, you know, on your mental and physical health. I know, I know I notice it. And it's just, it's really a cool thing, a cool thing to do. Is there anything else, any other tips or or things we can do? to bring more joy in? Yeah. So it's very easy to let our attention go to the things that we don't like, the problems, the people, all of those things. It's so easy to try to take those situations and, you know, force them into being happy doesn't really work. It's trying, you know, what is that phrase? Trying to put lipstick on a pig, (laughs) you know, I mean, it, it really, it doesn't work. When you can shift your attention to those things that you really, truly do appreciate, like when I look at your Facebook posts, there are cats. (laughs) Uh uh And she lights up. Yeah. So, you know, that might be a, an avenue for you. My animals and getting love and, you know, caring for, yeah, they're my family. You know, I live by myself. Yes, I'm the crazy cat lady. (laughs) But like they do bring so much love and joy and they're, you know, I call them my little family and that's, you know, that's what they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it might be, okay, is it a distraction? Yeah, it is. But what, which feels better? Does it feel better to be over here thinking about, oh my God, I just, I, don't like this. I don't like this. And then you call somebody and tell them how you don't like it. And then you get on some kind of a online thing where lots of people don't like it. You end up building the energy around what you don't like. And when you can shift it over into those things that you do like, what you're going to find is the things that you don't like aren't as unlikable (laughs) as, as what they were to begin with. No, that's that's really cool. And and you're right. We we do think so much about the stuff that we don't like, like versus, you know, the things that we do. And it's just another one of those mind tricks that our brain plays on us. We don't need to be living life that hard at all. Right. It's not not at all. No, not, not at all. all. And um, so we know that joy is the mission. Right. That's what we're trying to to get to. What is the, the mission? The purpose? Sure. Yeah. And then the other thing you talk about is what's the plan? So we have our mission and we have our purpose. What is the plan as to how we can achieve that? And I know we talked a little bit about that. Is there anything more that we should kind of be planning on or working on now that we have identified our mission and purpose? Well, I think the savings account thing is very helpful in working from that end. Another thing is to kind of clean things up 
in terms of completions. This is something usually with clients, I start about this time every year. What are those things that you can wrap up, complete, so that you've got a fresh slate going into the next year? So that in and of itself can be joyful. It could be something within your home. Maybe it's a decluttering kind of thing. It might be something within your work where there is a a piece of something that needs to be done. So I know for me last year, my big completion was something that my husband and I had put off like forever, which was our estate stuff. Every time we'd start having a conversation, we'd veer off into something else. So we did get that done. It's complete. I'm so happy. I don't have to like bring it into this year, but whatever that is for you, it may be words that you need to speak to someone. Maybe you've got something hanging out there that is just bothering you. Whatever it is, how can you complete, in this case, 2022, so that you can step into that new year in a much cleaner way? That in and of itself will will bring you joy. But looking around you, what are those things? And we all have them, right? There's all stuff I know we've been putting off. We'll say, I'll get to it, you know, before the end of the year, by the end of the year. And now it's here. (laughs) It's here. Yeah. And it's such a good time. And and what a rewarding feeling, you know, too, when you got finally got your estate planning done. You know, how great does that feel to be able to say, this is accomplished, this is done, and I don't have to carry that with you, you know, into a new year. Like just getting that burden off and starting the new year fresh with one less thing on your plate, I know is something we all can very much use and need as we wrap up the end of this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can look at different areas of your life. You know, maybe it's the financial area, maybe it's the relationship area, maybe it's health. Look at those parts of your life without the should. What do I want here? If this this time of year, I just love because it's such a great time to reflect and look back and, and remember kind of what we've been through in time. And like, and we've said, you know, numerous times in this episode is just how quickly we're all moving and, and how fast life moves. And now is just a great time to to sit back and look and reflect and, and think about those things that we can wrap up before the end of the year. And I love that word completion too. You know, there's just something so satisfactory. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's so satisfactory. And so, you know, such a great word to to use as we think about what the closing of the year is going to mean. And I love what you said too, about think about, you know, in your relationships, what that means, completion means too, because yes, it's easy to think about a task list, but how can you complete those relationships and complete those conversations and, and things that need to be said that haven't. That is such a big part of it too. And I love that you brought that up because that's kind of not um, the initial way to think about completion, right? So I love that you brought that up as well. I think that's really great. Well, here's the reality. And the older I get, the more I see this. We don't know from one day to the next who's going to be here and who's not. And I don't mean to be morbid at, at all, but is there something that does need to... I want you to feel complete within all of your relationships. Are you telling the people that you love that you love them? Has there been some spicy conversation that didn't get resolved? It's amazing. I can remember 
during one of my coaching trainings, this has been probably 25 years ago now, walking with one of my friends and she had lost both of her parents and both of mine were alive at that point. And she had said she had made a commitment to herself that her relationships with both of them would be clean and clear before they ever passed. And I remember looking at her going, I don't even know what that would look like, but it stuck with me. It stuck with me enough that I was able to do that with both of my parents before they passed. So I didn't have the woulda, shoulda, coulda stuff. That's and what a gift. I mean, that's that's so special that your friend gave you that advice. It resonated with you and you were able to to make use of it with your parents. So if you're listening out there, now's your time. Get those completions, <laughs> get those completions, make those phone calls. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Have those and conversations. Absolutely. And have those thoughts for the next year. You know, we all make those uh, New Year's resolutions, which 90% of the time, in my estimation, don't come to fruition. So having the, getting those completions done, okay, now what? Now, what do I want and why? Why is this important? All of these things put you on that joy path. And closer to our our purpose of finding more joy and happiness. Well, this is so great, Mary Lou, as always. Um, I love having you on. Thanks so much for breaking down um, President Mangus's theme. Um, <laughs> um, and thanks to John as well for um, his leadership and guidance um, this year. And you're going to be in Columbus soon, hanging out with our leadership, preparing them for next year. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Next week, I will be there. Yeah, so super excited um, to have your guidance into next year and, and with our leadership. And I know that's always greatly appreciated and, and enjoyed by everyone. So thank you again so much for joining me. I can't wait to have you on again soon. Ah, thanks, <laughs> Allison. Have a wonderful day. And thank you guys all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.